Thomas Jefferson once wrote, when we shall have done away with the incomprehensible jargon of the Trinitarian arithmetic, that three are one and one is three, when we shall have knocked down the artificial scaffolding reared to mask from view the simple structure of Jesus, when, in short, we shall have unlearned everything which has been taught since his day, and got back to the pure and simple doctrines he inculcated, we shall then be truly and worthily his disciples. Thomas Jefferson is not alone in thinking this. Many Christians consider the Trinity to be a mathematical problem, an artificial scaffolding, and an obscurity that masks the simple teaching of Jesus. Yet to think this way is to deny the very person and teaching of Jesus. Let's think about the person of Jesus. Uh, to think like Jefferson thinks denies the person of Jesus because Jesus is most fundamentally the Christ, the Son of God. Both Mark's Gospel and John's Gospel are structured around that full name of Jesus. He is the Christ, the Son of God. This means that He is the one anointed, Christed by the Spirit, and the one eternally begotten of the Father. To know Jesus is to be introduced to His Spirit and His Father. In short, to understand Jesus is already to be drawn into a knowledge of the three persons. And to know the Spirit and the Father in the Son is to know the three persons as persons united together in love. This is the doctrine of the Trinity. God is three persons united together in love. There is no mathematical conundrum here. It's clear how God is three. There are three distinct persons. It's also clear how God is one. The three persons are the one God, united in love, a father loving his son in the joy of the Spirit. That's how oneness is described in the Bible. Adam and Eve are one because they are united in love. The church is meant to be one by being united in love. And the Father, Son and Spirit are one through love. In fact, they are so one that they cannot be without each other. The Father is the Father of the Son, without whom He would cease to be who He is. He can't be the Father without His Son. Likewise, the Son is Son of the Father, without whom He, he, he could not be who He is. He could not be the Son without the Father. And the Spirit of the Father and the Son cannot be the Spirit without the Father and the Son. And so on. The three are so much one that they are in one another. This loving, mutual indwelling is the unity of the three. And that's where we get the word Trinity from. It's the tri-unity, the loving unity of the three. This is who our God is. So just to understand the person of Jesus, we must be Trinitarian. But also to understand the teaching of Jesus, we must be Trinitarian. See, contrary to what Thomas Jefferson said, the Trinity is the plain teaching of Jesus. Just before he ascended to heaven, he commanded his disciples, Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, Therefore go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Notice that there are not three names here. There's only one name, but that one name is constituted by these three persons, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. What we have here is essentially the Aaronic blessing brought into the New Testament. Do you remember the Aaronic blessing from Numbers chapter 6? You could look up the video that, uh, uh, that's called God Bless. Um, there in Numbers 6, the high priest Aaron was meant to put the name of God onto the people. And that name involved three different divine movements. Numbers 6 from verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. So then they will put my name on the Israelites. You see, one name in three movements. The first movement is blessing and keeping. The second movement is the revelation of God's radiant face to shine in grace. And the third movement is turning that light personally upon the people to give them peace. So we have one movement, the the fountain of all blessing. We have the gracious face that shines. And we have the Lord who turns the face towards you to give you peace. And now Jesus tells his followers, look, you're all priestly. You're all Aaron's. And now it's a priesthood to the nations. You can bring them in and you can put God's name on them. Put put the, the name of the Father as the fountain of all blessings, the Son, the shining face that radiates God's grace, and the Spirit turning the person so that they can see the radiance and know God's peace. This is the one name of God. The name that is placed on believers, the the name that we are baptized into, so that we are filled with the Spirit, united to the Son, adopted by the Father. The Trinity is not incomprehensible arithmetic. The Father, Son and Holy Spirit is not a problem to be solved. The Trinity is the very name and nature of God. And in the loving unity of Father, Son and Holy Spirit, we find our place baptized by the Spirit, baptized into Christ, and claimed by our Father. Thomas Jefferson could not be more wrong. The Trinity is not the scaffolding. It's the very heart of our faith, the very heart of the universe.